Welcome back to the podcast called Tell the World. I'm your host. Happy Tuesday, guys. Happy Tuesday. Hope you guys are having a happy Tuesday. I may be all over the place today. All over the place. I was looking at this. Um, let me uh, click on that real quick. It was actually a, a, a Netflix documentary um, called uh, World 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 War Two. Yeah, yeah. The front line. Damn, shit is crazy. I was looking at some shit I couldn't believe. Like how miserable and how like hell war could be. Bodies on top of bodies on top of bodies, all of this killing, like wow. And it's it's you know, I know some people say, you know, that couldn't have been me or blah blah blah. World War Two? Damn. I don't care what anybody say. When you got bullets flying past you all over your head and you're looking at each other and it's like <laughs> you're dead in the moment when you touch that ground when bullets are flying. They always say when you uh they say when you're falling <laughs> In some cases, when maybe more sympathetic with this one here, so they say when someone commits suicide and they jump off of a building, death is right there, right there because there's no turning back from where you came. Once you jump, that's it. That is it, unless there's somewhere. Um, intervention of some faith helps you survive that jump but when they come to war and you got bullets flying everywhere this shit is crazy because you're seeing all of these bodies just laying everywhere and it's like damn how do you how do you not keep your mind together with this shit how do you come out of this and be straight that's traumatizing. I believe war and anybody that survives any type of war, it's, it's just trauma. I think it's just trauma for life. And coming back home, you got to have a strong background of, of family members that's loving and caring and solid to, you know, kind of bring you back a little bit, hold you, love you. And, and, and bring some of your insanity back to yourself. It's just, war is just plumb hell. And I, just seeing it and watching this documentary on uh, Netflix is like real crazy seeing that. Uh, if you haven't seen it, just check it out. To me, just watching it, just say, hey, damn. I uh, remember as a kid, I used to have all of these army, army men. Back then, you would get these army men and firemen. Uh, they're like action figures of the position of the the soldier holding the weapon, the soldier uh, holding the flag, the soldier in a position of a a a, a means to fight. 
and a soldier in a position of charging, leading the troops. So I used to get my army men and stuff and line them up. And, and it used to be fun, but, you know, I was a kid. But just seeing the actual just uh, the bombings and the planes flying over your head and um, looking at photos and videos of these soldiers are actually looking at the video and everybody's looking. So, you know, they don't know that, guys, in the next, what? 40, 50, 60 years from here, we're, we're going to be seeing you guys. And some of you guys may not even be alive. We're seeing you right now. But some of you guys may not even be alive. That's the crazy part looking at this. And not understanding how, like, uh, brainwash Hitler could just, you know, do people in and just... Even understanding like how war could be such hell. Because these wars, you had generals and leaders and presidents. But Hitler would not give up. He had his troops everywhere. How can you even keep up with that? Not just bloodshed on his side, but bloodshed from the other sides. Check out that documentary. It's called World War II from the Front Line. Uh, 1944. It's a, to me, it's a must-watch. kind of educates you a little bit. Uh, you get a glimpse. Maybe we don't catch all the details, but maybe there's more details in books. If you're uh, looking for something interesting like that, or if you just, uh, just want to get the insight of what war really is that's something on uh, Netflix it's a series you should check out I think that's real good meanwhile in the news the Pope Francis he allows priests to bless same-sex couples same-sex couples what does that mean same-sex what does that mean to you guys do you do you know what that means right that means that, you know, everybody can get married to who they love, who they love, who they care about, who they want to be with for the rest of their lives. Is that fair? Is that fair to even say that? Is that fair without it being an argument about who marries who? How important is that to you? Or are you against that? How many people are against that versus People who want to spend the rest of their lives with somebody that they want to marry. I know a lot of people don't like it. They just feel like it's against, it's not, it's against God's rules. It's against God's commandments. Man and woman is how it should be. And I understand that. And I believe in that to myself. But as I grew, as I growed up and as I started to be around people, I understood that love for people in general, two people loving each other, I mean, does it matter? You're stopping somebody from loving each other, and that's a prison of itself, hiding that fact that who you love, based on gender, gender status. And um, 
I come from a background of an old tradition of what, what Baptists. And, you know, my church would be against this. My church would be livid. And you'd think that some of these priests would probably say, you know, still not right. Uh, Mr. Francis, is, we're not going to allow this. This is against God's law. This is against God's laws. You know, he burnt down this city one time for this. But look, I keep saying this, and I, I, will, I will always keep repeating it. Why would God allow birthing through the mother's womb to come into this world? Nobody knows how that child's going to turn out, who that child's going to love. Nobody knows that. Nobody knows that. And am I, am I being a little uh, uh, caring about that? Yes. You know, it's, it's hard when someone judges you. People judge you by looking at you. And people will do that. But when it comes to, you know, love and marriage, it's sacred to people. And, you know, whether it's same sex or not, it's a communion between two people who love each other. And I know we've been taught, I've been taught, the traditional way. It should be man, it should be woman. This is against God's laws. This is abomination. And we shouldn't think that way. Because the world has changed. It really has. And for some of us, not all of us, but for some of us, we have friends who are gay. And, you know, we've grown to care about them and love them for who they are as they accept us. And taking something away from them is like a hurtful thing to do to anybody, you know. And how can anybody on this planet even discriminate against anybody? <laughs> planet Earth has got to be the most discriminating planet out there. Hey, I don't know. But I haven't seen no green man come from another planet discriminating against us. If they are here, they're not discriminating against us. Seems like they may be getting along with us by living with us. They may not mingle. Or maybe they do mingle. Who knows? <laughs> but here, the thing is, is that why take that away from somebody? I think the Pope made a, a good decision. I know a lot of people are not going to like that or like me for saying that. They're going to think like, you know, I don't like him anymore for saying that. But it is what it is. The world is changing. And me being a black man, I know what racism feels like. And trust me, it's not a good feeling. So I'm busy of my lifetime trying to fit in, trying to be accepted as I was growing up. I don't have to try anymore. I see that the world has changed compared to uh, how my parents, you know, would give me stories about back then, how they had to. They couldn't walk on the sidewalks. They couldn't walk to get through town. They had to walk in the woods just to make their way to the store to get something to eat. If you're caught walking on regular streets, nine times out of ten, you're getting food thrown at you or you're getting shot at or better yet, getting ran over. So it's hard being sheltered like that. But the world has changed. So people are trying to get along now. It's much better. It is. We still have that out there, 
you know, we still have racism. We still have the Nazis. We still have a lot of things out there that is considered to be racist, you know. And sometimes you may be against the smallest thing. <laughs> Somebody may say, hey, you're racist. What do you mean? You mean to tell me you like Pepsi and you don't like Coke? <laughs> people, people, sometimes we are against things and, and it's just the way it is. I think if we, we just find more time to uh, in our lives to try to get along with each other or just try to uh, basically um, know each other. But I want to drop something here of awareness of something that's changing now. It's really changing. Now, maybe 10 years ago, it wasn't like this. Don't you remember? It was nothing like this at all, period. It was nothing like this. It was somewhat like this. Or I could go back 25 years ago. It was nothing like this. Take it back 30. It was not like this too much. But now, we just saw over the years, it started just come out real slow. From music to television to advertising. So it's coming out. They're coming out now. They're being, they're coming out with feeling good about it. They're being strong. Something has allowed them to come out. I would have to brainstorm just to remember how they slowly started to come out. What brought them out? Could have been television, could have been music. What brought that gay culture to come out more? You probably say, well, it's been out. No, it's been out. But it was, it was a fight. It was a fight to be out. It was embarrassing to be out. It wasn't being accepted to be out. People had to start to move other cities where they were accepted. Television would close them off. Or entertainment would close them off where you didn't hear too much. But you heard it by word of mouth. Slowly over the years, entertainment started to slowly bring it out. Remember? Remember? Do you remember the programming? What they, what, what they let come out and what they don't let come out. Things in life get trendy and we follow the trend. <laughs> we do. We all follow the trend. Maybe some of us don't, but the majority of us that makes this world go round and round does. So, slowly they're coming out and they're out now. And I believe about in about next, what, two or three years, it'll be accepted even more. And once we conquer that, not conquer it, but once we accept it and just deal with it, it won't be so bad. It's like catching a cold. Shit, you get used to it. They're here. They're humans just like us. What God would make that kind of mistake, allowing someone gay to come into a world that he considered to be straight? The devil had nothing to do with it. He just didn't. If God wanted to stop this, God would have been stopped this for good. Devil had nothing to do with it. We all come into this world differently and we're never all the same. We don't supposed to be. It's a fight, it's an argument because we're going against what the words in the Bible would say, but you gotta remember those words have been played with, twisted, turned around. 
uh, I was catching a documentary on, was it the History Channel? When they, the Pope finally, they had finally revealed what was in some of these mountains. I think it was in Egypt. Not mountains, but it was in some of these temples. In these pyramids. They showed sexual positions. I hope there's no kids around. They showed sexual positions. They also showed man and man, woman with woman. The Pope didn't want us to be seen. Google it. <laughs> Find a history documentary on it. It was there. So you imagine if the Pope wanted to have that hidden, what else is they hiding? What else is the Vatican and them all hiding from us that we don't know? It's all control. We're still children. We may not be ready for some things. And if we're going to argue about somebody being different because they're different from us, that's, we're just setting ourselves back. And it's not happening anymore. Um, we're getting over a lot of things in life and we're moving on. And uh, it's, it's better than what it used to be. We still got some barriers. There's still some small ant farm towns that are still behaving like, you know, you know, Mayberry way. But the world is changing. The world is changing. And maybe, just maybe, we're, we're just slowly being injected to seeing things. I can't wait till the Pope finally says, yes, there are aliens, and yes, they live with us. Yes, they look like us. <laughs> look just like us. <laughs> Let me get that right. They are here, and they look like us. They've just been in hiding. Probably pretty soon, that's going to be coming out. So, the Pope did the right thing. He did the fair thing. This takes the relief off of people from um, feeling like they can't get married or they're getting married in a way that doesn't feel like a traditional marriage. Now, will some of these priests uh, marry these same sex? Now, I, I don't know if I heard this right, but I was listening to this other podcast. And I, I'm not sure if the woman was saying that I don't know if a preacher can marry the same sex marriage because it, it said priests. So I'm not sure. I, I still have to you know, do more research on that just to be sure. But I know for sure that the Vatican has passed that down. So I assume this should go for, for all priests as well as preachers. Anybody who has a license to marry somebody, hey. I mean, would it be discrimination if you refuse to do it? I'm not sure in law how that works. So it's still, it's out here, it's new. So we'll see how that, that actually goes. But um, big ups, big ups, big ups to the Pope. And we'll talk about more in the news. We'll talk about sports. We don't talk about sports much, do we? I don't think this show talks about too much sports. Or do we talk about sports? I think we did talk about the Lakers. But what a game yesterday, the Eagles versus the Seahawks. The Eagles was doing so good, so so great. Unbelievable. Odd numbers. Odd fucking numbers, you know, to me. Just to see how the score turned out. So you got 20 to 17. So the Seahawks make a comeback. And, you know, I'm looking at, uh, what does it say, the Eagles, 
ten and four, dropped their third dropped their third straight uh, game, and they've been playing against you know some teams that might not been so good, good records and everything. I know they played against the Cowboys, and they did lose against the Cowboys. I was thinking sometimes I really believe that these games are rigged up because of some odd shit that happens. Sometimes these teams that are like what not that great as others. They can be losing against other teams, but they go beat a strong team. I don't get that. I really don't get that. It's just weird uh, how that turned out. 20 to 17. Seahawks make a comeback. And I, I know uh, there's some Eagle fans out there uh, in my fan base. And uh, way to go, Seahawks. <laughs> Sorry, Eagles. Look, when you go to Philadelphia, you go to any of these sports, especially football. I don't know if I want to be caught wearing a jersey of another team at the Eagles Stadium. Back then, the way I used to hear it, it would be a fucking blood fest. Fish fights. <laughs> Coming in as well as leaving. I mean, I wouldn't dare go to an Eagles game. They love their their sports teams out there, but I would not be caught wearing a jersey out there of another team. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just couldn't do it. But weird how that, that game turned out. Just weird. The same as weird as the Cowboys losing against the Buffalo Bills. They got their ass kicked. Now, trust me. Dallas Cowboys have a great team. They really do. Quarterback. Prescott. They have good running backs. They have all of this. But I still don't get I believe the team is cursed. <laughs> I believe the team is cursed. And to me, it always falls onto the fucking quarterback every time. Quarterback every time. There's some details that I, I just can't give. But I, uh, I've seen Trey Aikman a few times. And this dude is fucking huge this dude has huge ass fucking hands like god damn if he wanted to palm my fucking forehead he'd probably crack my skull i've never seen quarterbacks that tall that huge i i wow but hey the cowboys are still in there and their schedule doesn't look e even easier some would say that they've been playing weak teams is why they look as good as they do look right now. But at the same time, it seems like every time the Cowboys get so close to almost being a potential, it being potential into the Super Bowl, it starts to look a little like what? I forgot the young man name. He's on Instagram, but he's always saying the word trash. <laughs> they just look funny out there. They just play funny. I don't know. I've never got into sports that much. Um, it's just different from my time. Um, the stats, I'm just not into. I just I just watch them run, and I just determine based on how many games they're winning and losing. That's all I know. And other than that, I just feel like football and all of that shit is just rigged up because I started to look at the numbers and started to feel funny. I started to look at the numbers when I used to watch the NBA games, I would look at the numbers, how they would start to look a little like it looked like gambling numbers. Just weird. Very odd numbers. 
<laughs> Maybe it's just me or the voice in my head is telling me this shit is rigged. <laughs> Big ups to the Seahawks. Eagles, you still in there? Just hang in there. And in the news, I got a tweet this morning saying that Jeffrey Epstein, uh, his court documents are going to be released, some of them, just names, on all the people that participated in this little island thing of, I don't know, could it be, I can't really say it. But there's going to be a names, a bunch of names that were participants on this island. And these are some big names, too. And I, I, I was hearing that there was some some senators. And I also heard that there was some entertainers, too. So uh, some say it, this documents may not get released, but they're going to release these names in the first week of January, so we'll see if that's possible. <laughs> Can you imagine these people are like, damn, please. Oh no, I gotta tell my family right now. I can't, I can't have this. So it's gonna release some information, so um, we'll see how that goes. But don't you just get sick of the news? But is some news good, or do you know some things in your city that's news? Because there's a lot of things going on in the world. And sometimes the news doesn't show us everything. So it's always good to hear other types of news. Other types of conversations. Anything interesting besides bad news. But this is going to be a hundred. A hundred and seventy of Jeffrey Epstein. High profile associates will be named in the court documents. Then this is going to be, re be released in the beginning of the year. So this shit is going to be crazy. I, I say it again. They say some of this shit is not, it may not even happen. Uh, I know they unsealed uh, Bill Cosby, uh, his documents. And I don't think it should have got gotten unsealed and released to the public. I think that's why they had to release Bill Cosby out of there. Because a payment was already made to keep those documents sealed of the incident that happened to the, the lady. You know, so the rape case. So it's like, damn, because he's settled with that. And he had those documents sealed by the courts. But for some reason, judge, fuck it, open them, blah, blah. Money controls some of this sometimes. And, you know, sometimes you can have your, uh, your case sealed after you make payments. <laughs> after you make a payment to, you know, find... A reasoning to, uh, you know, talk to the witness and just come up with a uh, arrangement to settle, to settle cases like that. And trust me, there's plenty of cases that have been settled and that's how it goes sometimes. And then all of a sudden some shit resurfaced and Epstein 170 <laughs> people. Names are going to be exposed in the first of the year. Wow. On another note, Christmas is almost here. You guys, have you done all your, your Christmas shopping? Have you done all that yet? I mean, with the way the economy is in certain states, it's kind of hard right now. Um, 
but you do the best you can, which is all important and appreciated. But uh, this year is almost over with. This month is about to go. What is this, the 19th? Damn. <laughs> December just came in. Any goals? Anything you're trying to do within the new year? You know, I always wanted to go to New York and see that ball drop. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> I wanted to see that ball drop. I think I may do that one day. Probably the next two years, I'm going to see that ball drop. Yeah, I'm going to manifest that. Yeah, see that drop. I also want to do uh, another skydive. I've been in the urge of jumping out of a plane again. <laughs> I'm in the urge of jumping again. Um, you know how sometimes uh, um, we can get stressed out sometimes. We all are human. That shit happens. And my way of releasing stress is a lot of walking and me just working and staying busy. That really helps because it takes your mind off the, the shit that you go through. And it, it really just makes a difference within, you know, the rest of your days, your, your hours, or the, the next few minutes of you. You know, the worst thing to do is, is to let shit linger in you and then all of a sudden, you know, you're feeling some kind of way. So, you know, to understand me out on this podcast, I like to keep it cool. I like to keep it chill. Um, still trying to uh, uh, figure my podcast out. I know a lot of people ask me, well, what is it about? <laughs> what does a podcast got to have just one thing? I think a podcast should be about so many things that's more relatable to people than just, you know, one thing. I mean, how long can I talk about cakes and pies? I, I, I can't do that or whatever. I, I think jumping into avenues of different subjects, these topics to just relate to people is, is good and it's best. And that's what I'm more trying to do now, getting a rich conversation with with different voices that I have that I have had on this platform. Uh, somebody that has a voice and that can, you know, drop some knowledge or you may pick up on something that you want to learn. Uh, so that's what this podcast is basically about, you know. Um, and, you know, we're, we're all with the the anything in our social society of what we go through whether it's depression anxiety or just going through some shit man real life shit you know we're here for you that's what this podcast about too um uh, avenues of getting yourself through through the things and shit and how to handle it you know one thing i did learn in life is that if i stay stuck on one thing i learned that it could take five years of your fucking life one subject so we don't want to do that to ourselves. There's other ways of letting shit go. What's that? Let that shit go and move the fuck on. And do some positive shit and gain and get your mobility. And keep your courage built up in yourself. Keep your courage built. And that's how you keep moving in life. So I think that's more rich for people. Uh, will I ever have anybody on the show ratchet? <laughs> I probably will. You know, uh. Because this is also entertainment too, but at, at the same time, I want to be real with folks too. I just don't want to just throw something 
Adam and shit and just, you know, not care about my listeners. Because I do care. This is what this podcast is about. Um, caring about other folks too as well and motivating people. So that's, that's kind of important to me too. Um, we can't save them all, but we can save some. How about that? Well, guys, that's going to conclude the podcast. This is episode 192. 192, we're trying to reach 200 before the new year gets in here. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it done. Well, that's going to conclude the podcast called Tell the World. And you guys have a blessed, blessed day.